This is an RNZ podcast. If you're playing the game, and this is on the quiet, if you're playing the game with your family, would you allow the 400 words? Oh, look, I think it's a... uh... I think it's silly, you know. You can't govern how people play a game of Scrabble, how they put together their words. That was News Talk ZB Drive host Heather Duplessy-Allen last Tuesday grilling her guest, politics pundit Shane Tapo, on how he plays Scrabble at his place. But why? Well, according to some reports, the game's maker Mattel and Collins Dictionary were working towards banning more than 400 potentially offensive terms from the game, including ethnic slurs. Now, you can, of course, use whatever words and Scrabble rules you want if you're playing at home, but competition Scrabble is a different story, and last week New Zealand Scrabble Association President Howard Warner told News Talk ZB this. I could be playing against a, um, a little old... Um uh, church-going Maori woman who plays against the N-word right. or the C-word. Well, neither of us are going to raise an eyebrow because we're just thinking about the points and the position on the board and that sort of thing. Well, that might explain why Scrabble has never caught on as a live TV event. That interview was prompted by what was billed as an investigation last week by the online site Newsroom titled Hate Speech versus Scrabble. And in two impassioned articles, New Zealand's 16th-ranked Scrabble player Rick Ascroft listed some of the disputed words, many of which were pretty obscure and at times downright puzzling, before he declared, hate speech is not a set of words. And he's right about that, but giving slurs and swear words a swerve in a game isn't really anyone's idea of serious hate speech. Hate speech has become a hot topic in the media this week because of proposed changes to the law. And articles about that were clogging up the trending list on News Talk ZB's website last Tuesday. Hence, Heather Duplessy Allen seizing on the alleged censoring of Scrabble slurs that afternoon. Though her guest Shane the Poe said on Tuesday they were wasting their time. Well, I think it is a nonsense <laughs> argument. But no, no, I, I think it's wrong to equate that nonsense with the work that I think we need to put on, we, we need to put in in terms of in, in terms of the freedom of speech issue that we're having. I think I, I think it's an absolute false equivalence. Um, it's not, I'm not even making an equivalence out of it. Well, no, because like, like a lot of the real flashpoints in this debate, it concerns elite sport, which is World yeah. Scrabble Championships. And leaving aside whether Scrabble really qualifies as sport, as fellow guest Ben Thomas said there, Newstalk ZB's airing of the issue didn't really resolve a lot. I mean, like, for example, fart, not allowed. Would you use Farts it? not allowed? Farts and boobies. Well, well, boobies is... Is that a contraction? I don't even know. I, don't I would have thought You're fart was definitely No, allowed. I'm with you. That's if you outrageous. want to get the 11-year-old playing Scrabble, you need to use that word. Thank you for that, both of you. Really appreciate it. Well, never mind 11-year-olds playing Scrabble. What are the grown-ups in the room saying and doing about hate speech? Well, you won't get much of a Scrabble score out of the name Karen, but National Party leader Judith Collins wrung some political points out of it when she raised this question on Twitter. Will calling a middle-aged white woman a Karen now be a crime under Jacinda Ardern's law? Well, the answer was no, and there is no law yet. Of course, it's just a discussion document about proposed law changes, something a trained lawyer like Judith Collins would surely know. But it prompted the Prime Minister to hit back at Judith Collins in Parliament on Wednesday like this. And I also, as it happens, disagree with the member's statement on Twitter that somehow it will become illegal to call someone a Karen. That is absolutely incorrect, and I apologise. That means these laws will not protect that member from such a claim. <laughs>
Well, that's a good gag, and a video of that then surged into the most viewed stories list on stuff.co.nz. But it didn't really elevate the debate that the Prime Minister said, just moments later in Parliament, that we really need to have now about these reforms. And she reminded the House that reform had been called for by the Royal Commission into the Christchurch terrorist attack in 2019. And the same day, coincidentally, police said they received three separate reports about threats to the Al Noor Mosque in the past fortnight. Our existing laws date back to 1993, and several countries have made similar law changes in recent years to take account of changes in technology, terrorism trends, and increased diversity in population, faiths, and beliefs. And at the moment, the proposals against inciting violence and hatred, published by the Ministry of Justice, extend protection to religious groups, the rainbow community, and they also take into account things like age and disability. But the Justice Minister Chris Farfoy made it far from clear what the threshold is for harm and hatred if the Crimes Act is to be amended when he appeared on NewsHub Nation last weekend and the political editor at NewsHub, Tova O'Brien, hit him with some hypotheticals, including this one. So if I write an opinion piece that says Jacinda Ardern is a communist or a dictator, could I be stung for hate speech? Well, let's not use that as something else theoretical, but we, don't, uh, we do not want this process to be seen in any way uh, that we're uh, stymieing people to give their opinion about the people that inhabit this place. Um, there are some people... So who, I can write that opinion piece well, and, uh, and not... You, you've got the freedom to express that um, both as media, um, um, but y- your intent might not be to incite hatred against us. And who decides what my intent was? Well, um, that would be the police. After the Prime Minister appeared to contradict her Justice Minister on the AM show the next morning, Tova O'Brien did write an opinion piece, though she didn't test the waters by calling Jacinda Ardern a commie dictator. But she did bluntly say that Jacinda Ardern was completely and utterly wrong about her own hate speech law. Though there is, of course, no law yet, just a proposal, as Tova O'Brien herself acknowledged when she went on to write this. Not only is the Prime Minister wrong about the basic facts of the proposal... She was wrong to shut down debate on hate speech on the AM show this morning with her glib, inaccurate dismissals. And Tova O'Brien then went on to criticise the Prime Minister for accusing the media of trivialising the need for the law change by questioning it in the way that they have. It is insulting and irresponsible to pit journalists or anyone who questions or debates the legislation as somehow being in opposition to the needs of the victims of March the 15th. Meanwhile, a predecessor at TV3 as political editor, Duncan Garner, then joined in too, telling his viewers that the government have stuffed up the changes and he said we must fight this restriction of freedom of speech. It should never be against the law to offend anyone. Heavens would be out of jobs and all in jail. And that same day, the Herald's senior political correspondent Audrey Young also said the Prime Minister doesn't understand what's proposed, in particular that political opinion could be covered by the proposals as they're drafted now. And she went on to say... She and Farfoy would have a much better chance of persuading the public if they A, got the facts right, and B, were prepared to discuss hypothetical examples so the public had a good idea of what is intended by the proposals. And that's a harsh verdict, but a fair one, and not harmful or hateful, obviously. And Judith Collins had clearly read those articles. What is her response to Tova O'Brien, who wrote, quote, Jacinda Ardern is wrong about her own hate speech law, completely and utterly wrong. Not only is the Prime Minister wrong about the basic facts of the proposal, she is wrong to shut down debate on hate speech, end quote. 
But unimpressed with much of the media comment on the issue was barrister Stephen Price, a specialist in media law and also a qualified journalist. On his own website, he wrote this. In their anxiousness to ridicule and discredit hate speech laws and excite contempt against them, they seem happy to distort the debate. Do hate speech laws need hate speech protection? Stephen Price also went on to say the discussion paper literally says, several times, the government wants to hear from you, which is obviously the opposite of shutting down debate. He said Tova O'Brien was wrong to say that the proposed threshold is as low as insulting someone, and Duncan Garner need not fear jail or the sack for merely insulting and or offending people. To be criminal, said Stephen Price, someone's speech would have to be threatening or abusive and aimed at having a particular effect, like inciting or normalising hatred or violence. It would also have to be directed at a specific group and the courts would then have to overcome the protection for free speech in the Bill of Rights Act and then the Attorney-General would have to consent to a prosecution. Stephen Price's parting thought was this. I'll be interested to see whether the media will be so consumed by its fears of excessive uses of the proposed law that it never asks questions from the other direction about whether the law will in fact be too ineffective. Angst among the media about hate speech laws had already surfaced before this week. About a month ago, former New Zealand Herald Editor-in-Chief Gavin Ellis warned how this is interpreted will have a major impact on freedom of expression and of the media. Hate is a word that should only be used after spelling out exactly what it means, he said. Now, the heat over hate speech of this past week shows there's plenty of public and media interest and that the government and the media alike both need to be better at explaining the proposed changes before refining them.